Anyway, welcome to Andy Brothers, uh, your once-a-week lunchtime podcast. I'm Rhett. I'm Jason. Crusader Kings 2. Let's not waste any time. Yeah. Oh, Just kidding. Gosh. Wait. About wasting time. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Dude, so uh, I was ta- talking to Taylor. I want to get you Europa Universalis now because... Number four? Yeah, because you can uh, load your Crusader Kings 2 game into it. Mm-hmm. And Taylor plays Europa Universalis every Monday. So it's like three or four? Four. Oh, he just play four. He used to play three all the time, and that's the one I have. No. Four is awesome. Anyway, Crusader Kings 2, just as awesome. Yeah, finally getting into it. By the way, Matt plays too. I logged in last night, and I was like, oh, he's playing the same game. Like, Oh, yeah? Like, currently playing. It was like, friends who yeah. play this game. And I was like, oh, he ha-, you know, I just thought he has it. Sometimes less friends have the game. No, mm-hmm. he was actively playing it. Yeah. So that was funny. Did you talk um, to him about it? No. Oh. Enough time for that. I wanted to play. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So I picked a random start. Like when you do your custom mode or whatever, you can say, like, yeah, pick a random person to play as. Yeah, which is fun to do. Yeah. Because then you have, like, nothing invested in it, and then you become invested in it, and it's like, yes. Yeah. So it started me out as a legitimized bastard in Denmark. And I was like, okay, sure. What do I got going on here? Uh, I was married, no kids. Um, so obviously, at first thing, I'm like, I need to get an heir. Let's go. Yeah. But I'm like looking at what is in my control, and I have like two provinces. Or two counties. You were a legitimized bastard with landed titles? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty cool. For anyone who doesn't know, Crusader Kings 2, by the way, it's <laughs> a uh, it's a strategy game made by Paradox, who I think are some of the best... Computer game makers out there. Um, Paradox has made some great games, uh, including Crusader Kings 2, as well as, um, I don't know, I was going to list like all their other games, but I can't remember. I think Paradox are also the ones that were behind uh, like Mercenaries, if you ever remember playing that game. Um, they just like make fucking great games, but Crusader Kings 2 is set during the, uh, the High Dark Ages. Or maybe it's the Middle Ages, I don't know, but it's, uh... uh it spans from, like, the year... I, I think with DLC, it's like, 10, from like 800 all the way to, like, 1400 or yeah, something. Yeah, 850 to, like, 14-something, yeah. And uh, you basically play as a lord or a vassal or whatever in, you know, feudal Europe. Um, and, you know, you basically just try to accumulate power through political maneuvering of your family... And, uh, and war making and all this sort of stuff. And, uh, so yeah, it's a strategy game, but also kind of like an RPG in a weird, strange way. Um, so there you go. Now you know. Um, yeah. So you were a legitimized bastard with landed titles in Denmark. Yeah. So I think we had, like, between us, you know, there were, like, I don't know, maybe eight counties. <clears throat> so I had two of them. And, like, well, what do I do? Like, I was, tr- I was telling you the other day, like, when I was playing in Spain, like, I kept having all these pop-ups to do stuff. Like, lay claim to here. Do this. Someone's going to do this. You're going to lose your title. All these things I think you can turn those up. on. Cause well, I that's still... fine. They were on. I... I... Oh, okay. Just, I didn't have things going on. Oh, so, I see. I see what you were saying. Like, there was nothing pending for me to do. Because I was like, yeah, I still get those. Yeah, I was just like, what am I supposed to be doing? So I'm like, okay, can I develop my land? No, I don't have any money. Can I go to war? That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to figure out, like, what to do, you know, aside from trying to have a kid. So I, like, you know, okay, I'll set my uh, aspiration to have uh, a son. So it's like, that's probably the most important thing for me to have right now. So I set that, and I'm, like, just kind of trying to figure out what I've got to work with, who's in my council, that kind of stuff. Um, maybe I didn't start out married. I can't remember, but either way, I got married right away if I, if I wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to, like, figure things out. I'm like, okay, it looks like, you know, my father is, like, 50-some years old, so I was like, he's probably not going to last much longer. Um, and I didn't actually know I was a bastard for a while. I'm like, why the hell don't I have more claim here if, like, all (laughs) these people are my half-brothers? Like, I should have the most claim. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm the bastard. Okay. <laughs> so then I kind of like, okay, I'll slow my roll. Cause, so, so yeah, my, my father ended up, he did end up dying. And uh, 
And then, so like lands got passed, and my half brother, you know, made my new liege, and I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And it keeps popping up every like a couple years, being like, he's got titles that you believe belong to you. You should press him for them. And it's like, okay, do it. Or no, I probably shouldn't bother him right now. But it doesn't like tell me other results or consequences. You know, like it yeah. does when it pops up, saying like, if you do this, this might happen. It yeah, do any of that. Like it shows like the opinion changes. Yeah, and, like yeah. So I just keep saying, no, I'm not going to press him, because that seems dumb. Like, what's he going to say? <laughs> You'd probably be smarter to, like, to kind of get in cahoots with him. Yeah. And, uh, well, because we're on friendly terms. Like, yeah. He's got, like, a pretty high opinion of me, about, like, 50 or something. So, which is pretty decent, I think, between siblings that are kind of, like, rivalry, you know, rivaling. Right. Yeah. That's true, I guess. Although, he did start a plot to kill my oldest daughter, so... Yeah. But yeah, so I've got three daughters now. You should have just plotted to kill all of your half-brothers until you were the legit, you were the sole heir. <laughs> Thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that happened right off the bat was, like, we started a war against this little county to the south of me. And it was, like, my direct neighbor. Yeah. So I'm like, crap. Yeah, so you were going to be the one that was, like, attacked and shit? Yeah, so I'd, like, muster all my guys, put all the levies out. Yeah. And I moved my troops down there, and, and all the other, all my other siblings brought their troops down, and we, like, crushed them and took it. But then I didn't get awarded it, so I was kind of bummed about that. Yeah, but why would you? I don't yeah. think I've ever been awarded a landed title for assisting in a war. Yeah, well, I don't know. I thought I would, because I was, like, down there fighting. Um, so then, yeah, I disbanded my troops, went back to doing my stuff. You just hope that you get enough, like, good faith with other people that you can call them to arms for your wars and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been called into a lot of, like, I, I'm going about my business, and we keep getting called into helping the Swedes fight off a revolt, which happens, like, every two years. They keep getting, uh, it's a pain in the butt. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> I'm playing the Swedes right now. No. It seems like every other day there's a freaking revolt there happening. There it is. <laughs> It's, I, I've crushed every rebellion that has come up on my current game, and there's probably been, like, 50. It, I mean, at least. Like, it seems like, you know, and what's crazy, I don't know, finally, like, a bunch of my a bunch of my vassals, like, got together and, like, ousted, like, one of my po biggest, like, political nemeses who was just constantly able to raise arms against me and all this stuff. So, but he's finally out of power, replaced by some other douchebag who doesn't like me, so. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to replace a lot of the, um, I don't know. It's tough because half my realm is pagan, the other half is Catholic, so I that think that's like a huge part of it. Because they just keep revolting. I don't know how everyone else like converted their entire landmass to Catholicism, like I just can't do it. Like it doesn't work. You just keep sending your... Yeah, yeah, I do. Like, I've had him. I had that guy one time planted on a county for like his whole lifespan, and he died like having converted a few vassals to Catholicism, but not the entire county or even the head guy, um, the lord of that fife. Well, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, that's been happening. Yeah, so sometimes I'll go help out up there and send my troops up if I have some that I want to send. Usually, I don't. Denmark is. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. The nice thing about that is that you can move troops up to there without having to have ships and stuff. Yeah, I just walk them up. Yeah. The, I would hate to have... Like, I've I've acquired some land, like, in mainland Europe, like, in kind of, like, what would be, like, Poland, Germany, and France, and, like, some of those areas. Like, I have random counties in there that I somehow inherited, just, like, through my marriage oh, yeah. stuff that I've done. And holy crap, it's so ridiculous to hang on to them because, like, it seems like mainland Europe is constantly at war. It seems like they're always at war with each other, constantly, nonstop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I finally became a political ally of the King of France uh, to where he'll call me into war probably, like, twice a year. <laughs> we get called into war for France a lot, too, and I'm like, I'm not going down there. <laughs> yeah, I just raise my, or I just accept and then, like, maybe raise my troops and then immediately dismiss them, like... Well, I don't so, know if there's, like, some sort of counter that's, like, <laughs> you didn't raise your troops. Well, nothing even happens. Like, I'll just be playing along, and my indication is, all of a sudden, all my brothers and sisters have raised their troops and are sending them somewhere. I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? And I'm like, oh, look, check on the bottom. And it's like, oh, there's a war. Okay. Yeah. Whose war is it? I don't even know. And then, like, I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, like, the only schmuck sitting there, like, uh -huh, I'm just going to go about my business. Yeah, let them fight it out. 
But it's like, yeah, I'm not going to send them way down there. I'll send them up to, Den- uh, to Sweden, maybe. But And then someone from the from the Holy Roman Empire starts a plot on my land, and is like, hey, we're going to sow some seeds here, put some false papers out there. And I'm like, no, we better stop them. And I try to like kill the guy. And it's like, failed. And I'm like, great. And then they're like, oh, they succeeded in putting claims. And I'm like, damn it, they better not use it. And oh, they yeah, used it. Yeah, they always use it. <laughs> they Why wouldn't use they? It. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? I mean, it, what, once you do it, it's like you get the claims. Why would you stop? Like, unless, like, the political climate completely changed, like, yeah. why would you stop laying claim to it? Yeah. So then I'm like, great, I've got to worry about that at some point. <clears throat> um, I just built my first, like, add-on. Uh, I just got enough money to, to do that, so that was cool. Like, I was checking my provinces, and each three, each <clears throat> each county had three uh, uh, holdings. And so I checked them, and I was like, okay, my main one had a castle a city, and the church or whatever. So I was like, okay, that's pretty fine. I don't know what I'd want to build there. You know, maybe I, I don't know which one I'd want to build, you know, because the castle's going to give you the best troops. Yeah. city's going to give you the best income, and the church is kind of in between, I think. So. Yeah, it seems like, like the church gives you some pretty good levies, but. Yeah, it says like medium levies, medium taxes. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that's the in-between ground. Then I checked my other one, and I was like, well, it's got two cities and a church. So I was like, well, I'm putting a castle there. So that's what I am building right now. It's under construction. So I'm like, oh, cool, I'm actually doing something. And I've, like, researched a couple things, and I'm kind of, like, figuring out what the research does. Yeah, that's where I've sort of figured that out, too. I mean, I haven't done any of the tutorials like you have. Like, I just, after I kind of got the grip on how to play, I was like, whatever, I'll figure out the rest. Yeah. (laughs) I just, like, jumped straight in. And so I'm figuring out all that stuff, too, but... Yeah, it's actually, it's kind of crazy, though. Like, at one point, uh, really early on in my reign in my current game, I managed to get the crown authority, like, really high, um, which allowed me to, you know, like, get bigger levies and, like, have more control over my nation as a whole. Well, and then they, I don't know how, but I had to... I had to lower the crown authority. I think it was because at one point, like, all my lords were like, you know what, screw you. And it was like, yeah. they have 25,000 troops to your 1,000. I was like, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, fine, I'll lower the crown authority. And it went to, like, the lowest possible, which oh, sucked. But build it back up a little bit. But, yeah, back when I had that really high, I was able to get muster up some huge troops. Yeah, I can only muster, like... I don't know how... 2,000 troops between my two counties. Yeah, well, mine is finally starting to get high. Like I like I said, when I was first playing, it's like I just really relied on like my political uh, stances to be able to get done what I needed to get done uh, with my allies and all this stuff. And uh, But now that I know that I can upgrade my holdings and be able to get bigger, more taxes, bigger troops and everything, like, I mean, I've wasted like 175 years, like, basically just scraping by like with four gold a month or something like that, you know, right? like income. Yeah. Or less probably. Whole place. That's crazy. I'm getting like five between my two counties. Yeah. Well, uh, well granted I was only getting income, uh, at the time from my counties that I directly controlled, which were just two. Oh, okay. I mean, I was the king, I'm the king of Sweden, but, um, they weren't paying you. Yeah, so I finally increased, I, I did feudal taxation, I finally increased the feudal yeah. taxation, which they still weren't supplying that much, but I also figured out how to upgrade my own holdings and everything to get more taxes. So now yeah. I'm getting, now I'm getting like 25 gold a month. Nice. Which is like insane That's compared good, to, yeah. <laughs> so. That's good. In between the church good. taxes and all that stuff too, I'm getting, I'm getting pretty good, so. I'm kind of bummed because I'm not getting any money from one of my, from Let's see. So I guess, I guess you've got like barons or mayors, basically of towns inside your counties. Yeah, I don't know. If I guess basically they they just manage the different holdings. So like one of my bishops is managing a holding, and he likes the pope more than me. Yeah, so he sends more taxes to him. Yeah, which is too bad because he likes me at like an eighty-eight, but he likes the pope at a hundred. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I'm not quite. I haven't quite figured that out yet because. In my kingdom, there's a, you know, Grand Republic of such and such, and I think that's because it's a trading town. So they they elect mayors all the time, and the mayor has a lot of power in those holdings, but, like, I have no idea, like, how that 
came to be. Like, why that holding has a mayor and, like, these other towns, like, hmm. don't. And I, but I think it's because it's a trading town. Like, I can't create trading towns in my counties because they're not in a trade route. Oh. Hmm. And, they're, and they're not, yeah, so. So much detail. I know, it's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> and, like, and the then, random pop-ups? Like, when I went up to help uh, Sweden... I send my troops up there, and they're walking, they're walking, they're walking, and I get a pop-up. like oh, They're dying know? in the cold. No, I didn't get that. It was, yeah. it was oh, you were on a quest for the Holy Grail, <laughs> like something else happened. And I was like, well, how did this happen? Or I got some other thing where it was like I was on a hunting, or I got attacked by bandits because I was like out and about somewhere. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so I ended up getting this like heroic, or no, like bravery trait. Um just like the pop-ups that happen seem like pretty. They make them fun. Legit. Oh, like I so my my last king that I played before my uh, uh, b- before my current liege that I'm playing now, who's a queen. She or so he uh, in his later years because he lived to be like 75. <laughs> like by the time he was like 65, he became a lunatic, <laughs> and. Every once in a while, like it had very little like impact, but every like there was one time, especially like he was probably like seventy two, and he got this pop up where uh, all of a sudden my king realized that he like needed to make a new law and put it into effect, and so I had to pick between <laughs> all these like asinine things, and it was like which things do you like the most? And it was like turnips, pants, hats, <laughs> frogs, like, and I had to pick which one, and uh, so I was like turnips, I guess. So I picked turnips, and it was like. You declared turnips your national currency. You demanded that all of your uh, vassals and everything send their taxes in the form of turnips. <laughs> and it was like, great. <laughs> like, that sounds amazing. Like, <laughs> But it was just like the funniest little thing <laughs> yeah. ever. So so for like a couple months, like I didn't get any taxes from my lords. Like, they're just sending turnips. <laughs> I think you didn't say frogs. <laughs> yeah, or you know, I don't know. I don't know if they would have been the same thing. Like send these as as taxes, or maybe it would have been like, you know, because like what would have pants have been? Yeah, like I have no idea. I can't even begin to. It's really fun because the random pop ups are like what make those games fun, right? Yeah. That's like what makes um, like uh, Mountain Blade Warband so much fun, right? Isn't there random pop ups in those? Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. Name one. Um, just like, you know, random pop-ups. I don't think so. Yeah. Pop-ups. Yeah, like, this bitch has been going against my thing, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, hey, you both are my... Oh, like between your... Yeah, between but your, like, random people. pop-ups. Uh, Shut up. Uh, fine. <laughs> um... Like Sims, yeah, Sims. I, guess, like, uh, I guess they make Sims a lot of fun. Like with the when you're working, you get those random pop-ups. It's just like the flavor text stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's what makes it so much fun. Like Space Rangers. That's what Space Rangers did that oh, right. Yeah. Which like Space Rangers Two is one of the best games ever made, in my <clears> opinion. <throat> and they did it because of the flavor text type stuff. Yeah. Which not not necessarily pop-ups, I guess, but it's just like all those little extra <clears throat> details. It really just they leave just enough to your imagination. While also painting like a pretty vivid picture of what's happening, you know what I mean, and that's like why Warband is so much fun, because yeah, you're running around and you're waging war against people, and you declare for this lord or that lord, and you do all this stuff, but they leave just enough stuff to your imagination that you can sort of paint your own picture and and illustrate like your own uh, story of like your character that you're playing, right? Like, and that's what's kind of fun about this is like there's obviously a lot of shit that's happening, but you have your own motives, like, in your head, and you project them onto the game, which which creates this storyline that's sort of perpetual throughout the game, and you can see it in the game, but it exists only really in your head. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, that's, that's why Warband is so much fun. Because you project your motives onto the game, and you play, and your motives have direct impact on the way it unfolds. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like the blank slate thing. Like, have you ever heard about heard of that? The blank sli- the blank slate. The uh, like this character or that character is a blank slate in a movie or in a book. For it's very common in books, especially young adult books, where the character isn't strongly defined one way or the other. Like a prime example of this. Like you read Twilight, right? 
Uh-huh. Uh, Be- Bella is a blank slate character. You don't know her political aspirations. You don't know, like, what type of music she likes, really. Like, you don't know, uh, like, what her favorite movies are. You don't know, uh, like, you know, anything about her. She's not a strong character. She's a blank <clears throat> slate. And what what really works with young people is they project themselves onto that character. Right. Um, and the only thing that really matters to the story anyway is it works so well is like the love mm-hmm. between her and Edward. Um, but yeah, you know, blank slate. So you project that's yourself it. into yeah, it. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> so it's the same thing with this game. And that's, the, that's why like Romance of the Three Kingdoms works so well yeah. as well. Because your character is a blank slate in a weird way. And you can sort of put yourself they're better. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I'm trying to think of a game, for example, that's not quite a blank slate. Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, that's Final not a blank yeah. slate. Yeah, no, he's not. He has a very defined back history, very defined character traits. You don't really control anything he says ever. Yeah. Yet, it's an RPG somehow. <laughs> um, it's more of a JRPG, I think. Yeah. Because I always always categorize that as an RPG, and then when I got really into RPGs, like, you know, I think the first game that really broke that mold for me was, like, KOTOR. (laughs) You know, and I was like, oh, this is (laughs) (laughs) role-playing. I was like, that's not Final Fantasy VII? Like, what the heck? Final Fantasy VII? And then, you know, it's a different term for that. Yeah. Japanese role-playing games. Where did we... uh, Back to Crusader Kings. Yeah, I had a pop-up last night. Something about the earth shaking and all this stuff, and a great pit uh, opened up opened up to hell. And so my options were like, meh, whatever, ignore it, and suffer like a minus two penalty to a bunch of, to a bunch of things, you know, like a opinion, general opinion of me would go minus yeah. two, and I'd get all these things, <clears throat> or I could investigate it. So I like followed the farmer out to his land and investigate it. Then it's like, oh, this is pretty bad stuff. <laughs> and then it popped up saying, it was like, oh, okay, you've investigated all these things. Now I can either be like, nah, screw this and ignore it. And I'd get like minus three to all this stuff. Like the negatives, uh, went up and it was like, you gain this new trait, like a gate to hell or something. Like it just kept changing or it was like investigate further and have this scenario pop up. That's cool. I kept doing it. And it was like the next one, it was like, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely like magma spewing out or like, they didn't call it magma, but like fire, you know? And I was like, what do we do? And in the end, like, after investigating it, like, four times, um, and being like, yeah, no, died. There was, <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that could have happened. There was, like, in the end, there was, like, a, there was, like, a, let's press on. There's got to be a solution. <laughs> so then it pops up, like, what are we going to do? Uh, let's try to uh, do an exorcism. Let's call the priest and do an exorcism. <laughs> Another option was to throw cattle in. Surely the demon at the bottom of the pit will be appeased with all the cattle. <laughs> uh, and then the third option was to throw rocks in there and try to close the hole or something. Or, like, it can't be bottomless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what am I supposed to do here? And it doesn't give me any more information than that. Uh, so I tried an exorcism, and it worked, and it closed up, and I got, like, a positive, some sort of positive trait out of it. Uh, like it worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Weird. Probably just you know random happen. You know. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I don't want to throw my cattle in there. I know that's not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Not with, with rocks doesn't seem that great. <laughs> that, it would have been what I picked. <laughs> just like close it up. <laughs> uh, uh, I tried next to them. So yeah, I got like a a big stat bonus to my character for completing that. Became hmm. a hero. It's pretty cool. I've never had anything like that. Yeah, it was really interesting. I was like, oh, great. My land's going to suffer. <laughs> All my stuff is going to get destroyed. I would be really interested to see how <clears throat> multiplayer works. Like, is it perpetual? Like, do Taylor and his friends get together and play, like, Europa Universalis 4 every Monday because, like, their save file, like, just keeps going and, like, you got to have all your people to, like, keep playing? I think so. Oh, like, that would be fun. Uh-huh. Set up, like, a weekly night or something like that or... That'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool, yeah. It'd be like one of the most fun landable games of all time. Just play for 24 hours straight. I got my laptop right here. You ready? 
I didn't bring mine. Even then, like, we don't have a router or anything, or a, a, a hub. Remember when there was just, like, LAN hubs that you'd buy? And yeah. <laughs> how crazy <laughs> now that, like, those don't even exist. Yeah, where you'd just, like, plug in the crossover cable between the two computers. Yeah, and yeah, and that's how you set up a LAN. Yeah, but you didn't have to do it with a hub. What? Yeah, you needed a generally a hub to do like four computers. Yeah, four. But for two, you just yeah, you could do a cable. crossover cable. Yeah, I remember you did that, and I was like, oh, that's weird, because I've always seen it done with hubs. And then you know, it was like always like we we're always trying to get the biggest hubs possible so that we could have like bigger lands. <laughs> that way, you don't have to like you know daisy chain like five four person yeah. routers or something like that. Or fucking dial into their computer. Did I miss having LAN parties? Those were like the days. We used to have like once a month LAN. We'd get at least like eight people. That's why I posted that carball thing. Oh, yeah. We used to play carball all the time, but it was a mod on Unreal Tournament 2004, and this yeah. is like its own game. It looks awesome. Like, I want to buy it so bad, but I wish it wasn't like 14 bucks or whatever it is. Like, if it was like maybe less than 10, I would buy that game in a heartbeat. Carball was the shit. Yeah, I never played that. No, I didn't do a whole lot of landing either. Yeah, I did. Like, we did. I did like internet landing sometimes, like StarCraft, <clears throat> but we just dial into BattleNet. Yeah, play online and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a lot of StarCraft, but we did it via LAN. Like we didn't have internet for our lands. We just. Yeah. Went into the garage and hooked up our computers and played games all night, you know? Yeah. And woke up and did it some more. Probably the best LAN games we ever played was, like, Unreal Tournament 2004. Uh, StarCraft was pretty high up there. We played StarCraft a lot, but the problem was, is like, the curve on RTS games was so steep. And, like, so like a lot of people that we land with were super good at them. Yeah. So you sometimes had to do, like... You know, like 2v6 or something yeah. like that, just to make it fair. Yeah, we've had to do that. Um, yeah, and we, so StarCraft we did a lot, and then um, we did a lot of Capture the Flag for Unreal Tournament 2004. Like, that <clears throat> shit was just, like, crazy. Hmm. And then when uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare came out, that just, like, changed the face of LAN parties, I think. Just, like... Because the game was so fun, and there's so many different types of modes, and then you like level up your character, and you could add like different traits to your guy that like made it so other things happen. You could like you get to a certain level, and then you unlocked a trait where when you died, like you had like five seconds to try and kill the person that killed you. Mm. Like you on the ground, you can't move, and like you know it gets harder and harder to like keep your gun straight as kinda the like, time. Uh, Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Or when you died, like, you automatically dropped a grenade, so, like, if they didn't clear out, you, you know, they'd blow up. There's a lot of fun stuff like that. We also did, um, Carball, but that was, that was a mod. We did this one called, um, Zombie Master one time, which was a lot of fun. It was all V1, and it was, uh, like, a bunch of humans playing against a Zombie Master, and the Zombie Master was, like, he played it like an RTS, where he'd try to stop the human beings from completing their objectives. And then the human beings were running around, and it was an FPS, and they would, huh. they'd have to kill all the zombies that the zombie master was spawning, and they'd have to complete their objectives to win. And if they did all this thing, and they solved the puzzle, and they did all this stuff, then they won, and the zombie master lost. But if they didn't, then the zombie master won. Huh. Yeah, that was fun. Was that its own game? That was a mod? It was a mod for Half-Life 2. Oh, but it was okay. just, I mean, yeah. there's so many Half-Life 2 mods. I mean, Counter-Strike is a Half-Life mod. Yeah. Um... Oh, we did a lot of Counter-Strike. That was fun. Um, man, I can't even remember. We used to, like, make lists and, like... Oh, dude, we used to do a lot of Rome Total War. Holy shit, that was so much fun to do. Huh. I never did multiplayer in that one. We did. Uh, we tried doing that multiplayer Shogun. <clears throat> that was fun. That was fun. I don't remember why we stopped. Uh, I don't... Probably just time constraints. Yeah. I would do that again. That was yeah. fun. I know, I'd play that one some more. Um, the problem is is that my <clears throat> desktop computer is, like, trashed right now, so... What sucks is, like, I'm moving, and it's like, great, if I don't fix this, and I'm just, like, I'm definitely going to have to move my computer stuff, but, like, who knows if it'll ever work quite right again, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I'm not sure what to do about that. But, 
Anyway, Crusader Kings. God, game's addicting. Yeah, it was uh, what's crazy it off last night. Yeah, what's crazy is, I don't know about you, but when you first buy it, and then you look at all the DLC, you're like, okay. You like kind of scoff, because it's like $160 yeah. to buy all the DLC, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah. And there's like 64 extra downloadable packs, like in expansion packs and stuff. And you're like, that's dumb. And then once you play, you're like, well, I wonder, I wonder what they add. <laughs> like, how, how could this game be any better? You know? And then you're just like, oh, maybe I should get this. Dad, uh, no, no, I can't do it. But then, you know, you're looking at it. It's like, well, maybe I can get I'm a sure couple of them. Yeah, get something eventually. But right now, there's just so much to do that it's like, I don't need it. But yeah, it's insane. Eventually, I'm sure I'll be like, yeah, I'm ready for this. Yeah. I wouldn't mind getting a few of them. Like, some of the ones that add, like, new mechanics and stuff, like the Horse Lords, like, mm. seems, like, really cool. Like, it adds, like, you could play as, like, a roaming uh, tribal lord who's, uh, land- who's landless. That'd be kind of cool. Wouldn't it? <laughs> just go around pillaging? Yeah, it's just crazy that they added that, you know? Like, that would be awesome. Be Drogo? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Freaking back to Game of Thrones. I think about Game of Thrones a lot when I play this. Yeah. I always wonder, like, I'm like, George R. R. Martin had to have played this game. <laughs> yeah, like, he just had to have. Because so much stuff is like, you know, because it's historically accurate, I think. The game, as far as, like, the way the families work and the feudal system works and all this, the way succession works and all the laws of the land and the laws of religion and the laws of blah, 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 it's historically accurate. And Game of Thrones... Uh, George R. R. Martin did a lot of, like, historical accuracy. It's, you know, it's a fantasy book, obviously, but as far as, like, the way that titles pass and the way that the laws work and the feudal system works, it's very, very uh, Middle Ages England, you know what I mean? So Yeah. <clears throat> I, I always think about George R. R. Martin whenever I play this. Yeah, I wish I was playing right now. I know. I'll be playing tonight. I know. I was kind of on my way here, and I was like, why am I on my way to work? I should just stay home <laughs> and play Crusader Kings. Ah, right. Yeah, I definitely just need to... I just need to get some binging on it. Get some of it out of my system. So I just, yeah. I mean, because last night was... I finally was getting into it. I finally was figuring out the mechanics. So that's when it was just, like, really getting good. Yeah. Because before that, it's like I was understanding, like, the rules of it. It just... There were so many menus, so many details... And like even still, like with the with the technologies and the laws, there's still so much like I don't quite understand like how to use it to my advantage, <clears throat> or like what I really want to be going for. But you know, it's all starting to make more and more sense as I'm muddling through. Yeah, it kind of makes me want to go back through and give a lot of uh, other strategy games another playthrough, like Patrician. Like I kind of want to try and like relearn Patrician because that game is really hard. It's like the game where you start off as like a merchant and you basically just like buy and sell goods and then you upgrade your shop and it's, but what's weird about it is like, because you play a merchant in the merchant's guild in a city and like you pick your city where you are. And I think the, the game mostly takes place like in the Baltic sea and stuff. So like Sweden, Finland, Denmark, Poland, all that stuff, like around that sea. Yeah. And so you buy goods in one city and then you have your fleet of ships and you move them to the other thing. But it's like, it's not like you're controlling this stuff directly. You're sort of just instigating it as a merchant in the city where you are. Uh Um, Yeah. And then you get money and you're supposed to like eventually level up from being like a lowly tradesman to being the patrician of the city, which is like the head trade master or whatever. Okay. You know, um, yeah, that game seems awesome, but I've wow. never been able to learn it because it just the learning curve is the so learning steep. curve on some games. <laughs> yeah, and I think high. I think Patrician is also a paradox game. Oh. Like I think that along with like Heart Heart of Iron, which I kind of want to go back and try and figure out, which is like I think a World War One game, maybe World War Two hmm. strategy game. Uh, yeah, Hearts of Iron three is what I have. I also have like Victoria two. Yeah, I've got Victoria one and two. Um. And then Patrician is another one of those. And then, uh, what was the other one? I was, oh, Shengoku, which is made by Paradox. And it's basically Crusader Kings, but set in Japan. It's set oh. in feudal Japan. Nice. 
But it's like it's like not like Crusader Kings two. Like it's a, you know it's earlier strategy game. So it's like eight hundreds, six hundreds. Well, I just mean oh. I just meant like in terms of you know the like game Europa game. Universalis three versus four. Like it's oh, okay, an okay. earlier title in gotcha. Like, I see what you're saying. Um, in their library, and it seems awesome, but I haven't been able to figure out how to play it. And every time I play, like I can't make anything happen. Yeah, I mean, and just I'm like, just like the, the time commitment you got to put in. Like for <laughs> yeah. me, it's like okay, but I wonder I how play Hearthstone. Yeah, okay. and you just play a shit ton of games of Hearthstone. Yeah, and I don't have to devote a lot of attention. I'm watching TV. Uh, I'm socializing. Yeah, but with this, like, oh, I had to devote a lot of time to figuring stuff out. Well, it's perfect game <clears throat> because you can play it, and you can kind of like do it while half paying attention a little bit. Like, I played in front of the TV the other day. Yeah, I did last night. We were watching Star Trek. Yeah. And, you know, in those instances, it's kind of nice because you can actually... Because I don't know about you, I play at max speed. I go I back just, and forth. Like, I pause a lot. And then I'll be like, okay, minus. <laughs> I don't necessarily pause. I guess I should just go to pause. It, I go I'm max just, speed I go and max pause. speed and then I just reduce it. And I go max speed for a little bit then I reduce it. <laughs> yeah. I go max speed, pause. Max speed, pause. Max speed, pause. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I think when I played in front of the TV, it was easy. I just put it on like two ticks fast and just kind of like let it go. And then, you know, I'm like watching TV and then I'm coming back and like doing stuff. And then it's like, I don't really have to pause. I just let it go. Uh Um, which is kind of nice. Um, you know, uh, kind of makes it feel like a little bit more perpetual and more of like a real time strategy game and not like a (laughs) turn turn base. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's been six months. Pause. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, anytime anything happened, I just pause, you know, and I read it and I make up my decision on how exactly I want to coordinate everything and all that stuff. But but yeah, I had someone start a faction for me and it was weird. Yeah. It was one of my, um, mayors or something. He started a faction for me as the king, the claimant. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, I could join the faction, I guess, but I didn't. Because <laughs> it said, like, yeah. if you commit to joining the faction, and if that faction... Fails, de- you're going to go to prison. Well, no, if if they announce themselves and, like, declare war, essentially, you're, you have to join them. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah, this is my neck a- on the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he ended up. Uh, he eventually disbanded it, and then he started someone. Another uh, started one for somebody else for something. Yeah, he's dead apparently. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you under? Why are you working for me? <laughs> um, but I wonder how much of like the game mechanics and like uh, you know because I noticed that the menu systems between Crusader Kings and Shingoku are like pretty much identical. So I wonder how much of it like ports over. Like I really, but and there's more of like a diplomacy system. In uh, in Shingoku, that's like more similar to like Total War, mm. like like how Shogun Total War was. Mm. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see. I want to see like similarities because you can have like an audience with a lord in Shingoku and like request him to do things, um, and he'll you know he might turn you down or he might not or whatever. It's well, kind it's of, all the all the same country. It's just more of like a feudal like like if you're all in Japan, so it's like all the different you know. Lords are probably more similar, whereas in like Europe, you're like cutthroat. You know. I mean, well, in Crusader Kings, I noticed that there's no real like diplomacy menu. You know what I mean? Like you can't. You know, when I say diplomacy menu, I mean uh, like you open up the thing and it's like, yes, what do you want? You know, like when you like play Civ, Civ yeah. or or the Total Wars. That's how the Total Wars were. Right. Um, you know. So I don't know. I'd be interested to see how that pans out, and I kind of I want to give that another go. So. I mean, I you know I like feudal Japan setting, so yeah. Samurais are cool. Yeah, last samurai is cool. And the first. Yeah. All the medals. Yeah. I <clears throat> bought this game on Steam today. It was on sale for ninety-seven cents. Called the Way of the Samurai, or like the Sword of the Samurai, or something. I think it's the Sword of the Samurai. Apparently, it's like a classic game. Mm. Uh, and the graphics look absolutely terrible, but apparently for, like, a game of, like, the late 80s, it's, like, one of the deepest games that they made back then. Hmm. Like, oh. Nobunaga's Ambitions and stuff. Those Which, did you see that they made a new Nobunaga's Ambition? Another new one? Okay. Yeah, like, it's on Steam right now for, like, 60 bucks. Well, oh. it's on sale for, like, 45. I really want to play it. it looks wow. awesome. I wonder if they did it right. I've, I've played the one on NES... And that was oh, so good. Those were good days. Um, but I picked up one for PS2. I remember that. Yeah. It ended up being 
too much of a time investment for me to figure out how to play and play. <laughs> so I gave it up. That's what you said about Crusader Kings. Yep. Well, that's true. I mean, you got to devote a lot of time. I mean, seriously, I'm like playing this game, but not playing it. You know, I'm like, the game is running and I'm figuring stuff out. And Lex is like, oh, you're playing that game again? I thought you'd want to play. Like, we picked up the Star Wars uh, Disney Infinity 3.0 that oh, just yeah. came out. Like, by the way, all that stuff that you saw up on the. Up yeah. There, $220 for all of it. Jesus. Like, they are really racking it in, and I don't understand how people pay for it like we do. Because each figure is like an extra, another 10 bucks. Holy crap. Yeah, I, I just don't get it that much. But that system's really working for them, and people are buying into it. We're buying into it, I guess. Like, we've got all the stuff from 1.0 and 2.0, and currently everything that I like, it came out end of the last day of August or something, or first day of September, and I just bought everything that was available at that time so that we're up to date. But there'll be more stuff coming out. Like, that's not all of it. Jesus. Because that's only one. <clears throat> well, people kind of like that style of stuff where you can kind of, like, pick and choose, you know? like Yeah, but we're not picking. There's, like, some other <laughs> games that are sort of like that. Um, but, yeah, there, it's a copy of that... Uh, Skyforge? Yes, yeah, Skylanders. Skylanders, yeah. Yeah, so there's that one, and the Mario system came out with another one, too. Like, it, like they have, there's, like, a Mario one with all the Mario figures that came that came out after. So, yeah, it's all different. But Skylanders seems cooler, actually, like, if, if um, you know, my family wasn't such into Disney. Disney. Which is nice now, because 2.0 was all Marvel stuff. Yeah. Uh, 3.0 is a lot of Star Wars, so I'm, like, down with that. Yeah, I mean, the, the game seemed pretty cool. <clears throat> You know what I mean? Like, maybe... And then, like, the toy box is cool. Like, I, I was telling... I've told you about that before, where you can kind of build your own yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've watched you guys do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm all for that kind of stuff. Like, Jesus, I used to play, um... What was that game? Dark Cloud? Uh, oh, yeah. Where you go through the dungeons and you collect pieces of your village and then you rebuild the village. Yeah. I loved just, like, rebuilding the village however I wanted. Yeah. Like, that was the best part about the game. Yeah, right. You just, like, make it look cool. The rest of the game was shit. <laughs> and then Dark Cloud 2, like, never did that. That's dumb. Yeah. What was I talking about before I started? Oh, yeah, so no, she was like... Oh. No, so she was like, oh, you're... you're don't playing you that play? game again. Yeah. She's like, don't you want to play this or something? Or do something? And I was like, oh, I'm playing this. So it's like, I had, or I've invested all these time playing it where she's like, oh, you're playing that game again, or oh, you're playing that. But I haven't actually started playing until last night. Yeah. <laughs> like, really playing. Yeah. So it's like, ah, oh, it took all that time just to kind of well, figure things out. I'm glad that, I'm glad that you got into it because, you know, like I told you to, and I would have hated for you to just be like, never mind, this game's too ridiculous. But you could obviously see the appeal of it, like, even while you were learning, even while you were doing the tutorial and stuff, right? So... Yeah, I mean... That's how good of a game it is. Yeah. It's like, without knowing how to play... about it, I looked yeah. at Steam, and I was like, yep, I'll buy it, and, you know, maybe I'll play it someday. And it took me, like, six months before I finally played it. Uh, yeah, dude, I've owned the game for, like, a year. <clears throat> yeah. And then I played it, like, a long time ago, like, probably at the beginning of 2015, I played it, and then I was like, ugh, like, this game. Like, I remember I was playing the learning scenario and, like, following it around, and it's like, oh... There's a revolt happening. Like, levy your troops and, like, fight it off. And I, like, lost the battles. <laughs> and somehow. <laughs> and I, like, lost the battles. And then I was like, oh, okay. So then the, like, revolt just, like, went and plundered all my land. And I, like, lost the game. And I was like, oh, this game is dumb. And I never played it again until, like, you know, my desktop broke. I had my laptop. And I was, like, looking, you know, I'm really into those games that have, like, just the right level of persistence um, and, and depth that you can play a lot of, but at little increments if you want. You know, like, FTL is great for that. Like, yeah, FTL yeah. is a good title for that. Uh, I was doing a lot of, um, I don't know, other games like that recently. Uh, a lot of, um, God, who's that company that makes those games? I don't know, but they make, like, the games like Avedon, The Black Fortress, Gene Forge, uh, just, like, these kind of, like, old-school, isometric, uh, Baldur's Gate-types RPGs. Mm. Um so I've been playing a lot of, like, those games, and then I wanted, you know, to do other stuff. Um, I'm glad I got into this because it's just, like, so perfect. And, yeah, as soon as I played the learning scenario and actually, like, I was like, all right, I'll slow down because I have a, I have a bad habit of just blowing through reading the tutorials because I hate, like, I'm just like, ah, oh, this is slowing me down. Like, I just want to learn. Like, why isn't this teaching me better? <laughs> like, I hate big chunks of stuff, you know? Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll just read it all. Well, the tutorials were nice because they were small chunks. Spoon fed. Oh, well, that'd be nice. 
So, um, yeah, so then I got into it, and then I was like, oh, when stuff started happening, that was exciting. You know, and then I told you when I played through, and then my heir was a woman, and then I was defending against, like, Muslim jihads, and she became known as the dragon, and I was like, that's awesome. And yeah. That was, like, all before I really knew how to play the game that well. Yeah. And I was like, all right, got to play the game. So, started a few games, lost instantly. I, I lost one real quick. I was, like, playing on... Uh the west coast of France is like this little chunk there. I was going to do, there was one territory there. I was thinking of doing that one. I was like, nah. <laughs> so I did this one that had like five or six. And I was like, okay, right off the bat, I'm just going to take this one. So I tried yeah. doing that. And I'm like taking it, taking it, sieging it. Then while I'm in the middle of doing that, my other uh, counties kept popping up being like, oh, we're not happy. And unless you do this, this is going to happen. And I'm like, I'm going to let go of my claim. So then they revolted. And that happened on two different ones while I'm sitting here sieging this other county. So I had to, like, back out of there. But then all my troops are turning tail on me, like, turncoating. And I just ended up... I lost. I got imprisoned. Yeah. I got imprisoned for, like, yeah. 20 years. I just put it on fast mode. I was like, maybe I'll get out of here one day. Or maybe I'll just die and I can play as my heir, which looks pretty good. I was <sighs> like, why can't I just switch over now? <laughs> yeah, my heir looks right. pretty good. He's not in prison. Yeah, there's a few times where I've purposely, like, been reckless with my character so that he would die, like, because my heir was, like, good to go. Yeah. You know, and I was like, all right, this is, like, time to do this. Yeah. I don't know. I tried to, I tried to play, like, my character as though, like, that, you know, as though I'm not going to be playing as the heir. <laughs> so, otherwise, it's because it's like, yeah. Well, I was just, like, stuck in prison for 20 years, and eventually I was like, eh, I'm going to well, play a new one. I had so many revolts in my land that for, like, a whole generation stretch, like, the only, like, lords, vassals, and, like, all that sort of stuff that were, like, in my kingdom were dumb and worthless. Like, their yeah. stats were terrible. Yeah. Like, I was trying to fill my, my council, Council's. and it was, like, the highest stat was, like, five. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like... Dude, I know. I was, like, appointing, like, someone, and, like, a, the highest one was a six on something. I was like, oh, dear, good. That's because there were so many revolts, and I imprisoned so many people and executed so many people that these were, like, the only ones left. Like, finally, I'm now getting into, like, where people are actually worthwhile. Yeah. And, like, kind of, like, proving themselves to me. Like, they, they're, you know... Yeah. Well, that's, um, like, my, my current leader. He started out so crappy. I'm looking at his stats, and I'm like, oh, gosh, he's got, like... He had like a one in, uh, what's the bottom stat? Uh, learning. Learning. Yeah. He had a one in learning. Now he's got like a 10. Yeah. I'm not sure, quite sure how it raises exactly. Like, well, it was those pop-ups. Yeah. So the pop-ups help. Like I had, a, someone came to me and like dropped a book off and ran and I'm like, what the hell? Is oh this? yeah. Yeah. That's one. So I chose to like do that and it's like, oh, now you have an interest in reading plus two learning. And then like, yeah, that, that chasm one, I think gave me more learning. Chasm. Chasm, yeah. I don't know why I always say chasm, because I'm an idiot. Oh, it's because the English language is dumb. <laughs> There's an H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. English language is pretty dumb. Uh, the other day, someone said I was hurdling, like they were talking about driving really fast, and they said they were hurdling down the freeway. And so I just imagined them like jumping hurdles. <laughs> and I was like, you mean hurling? Like hurling? Uh, hurling? And they're like, no, hurdling. And I was like, yeah, I think you mean hurling. Well, either way, it seems weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, people say that, like, oh, I'm hurling towards you. Yes, I've never really even heard someone say that. Oh, I guess, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hurling out of control. Yeah, hurling. It just means you're going recklessly. Sure, yeah. You're, you're going quickly and recklessly. Hurdling means you're, you're jumping, jumping yeah. over obstacles. <laughs> well, maybe they were. Maybe they were weaving in and out of planes. Well, and I said, you mean hurling? And they're like, well, I was just driving fast. And I was like, yeah, hurling. And they're like, no, that means throwing up. <laughs> and I was like, either way. Uh, I don't know, but... Uh, spewing down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the English language is dumb. Although... I uh, read this uh, Harvard professor of linguistics um, debunking of myths, uh, common myths of uh, language, and I thought about you with the first one he said, because you always give me crap for starting sentences with, like, but, and... Do I? I don't give you crap about that. Like, in written form? Yeah. I do that. It's okay. When I wrote a paper for you, oh. you were like, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to start with but, ands, and blah, 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 blahs. Well, I didn't necessarily say, say that. I think I think I said you shouldn't do it too often, and I don't know. 
I don't remember exactly what I said. Oh. Well, that stuck with me. <laughs> like, when you, you criticized me one time for it, and I was like, motherfucker. And I, and I remember my defense was like, well, Stephen King does it. And you're like, yeah, that's Stephen King. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, and then that's his, he, that was the first myth he debunked was like, yeah, you can start with these words. I don't know where this myth came from. I mean, you can, uh, certainly, and I do. But from what I've been told is like, you should do so. Well, you got to use it in reason. context. You're like, yeah. yeah. Like, no, no, yeah. He was basically like, people, like, you got to do it right. Yeah. You can't just be. Yeah, and I can't even think of a wrong <laughs> example, but. But, yeah, I do a lot of writing. And there's a few people, like, I, I sent off a, some stories I was writing to, like, a critique group that I was a part of a while ago. And every, like, sentence that started that way, they circled. Yeah. And I was like, that's, you know, not that there's that many of them, but I do do it, you know, often because I prefer smaller sentences rather than huge sentences yeah. and, like, uh, and huge, like, uh, compound sentences and stuff like that. Like, I prefer to do sentences. Small sentences. Yeah, because people, because readers will stay with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it just, and that's the way I tend to pace. Like, and I think the the shorter sentences tend to kind of pace it a little quicker and stuff like that. And and they hated it. They circled every single one. Well, yeah, because a lot of people are taught never do it. Which I don't know. Like, but yeah. it's kind of like in math. Like people are taught never, you know, multiply or divide by negative numbers until they tell you you can't. Because you've gone into a higher math. Yeah. So I think it's the same thing with English. They tell you never to do it until you get later, and then they're like, no, it's okay with these under these circumstances. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I guess with that, yeah. Crusader Kings. That over. What would you? Crusader would Kings you, two. I don't yeah, know Crusader one, Kings two. So. Yeah, there probably is. If there's a number two. <laughs> there's probably number one. We're playing number two. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, so what would you tell people? Obviously, go play it. Buy it? Would you say buy it at full price? No. Yeah, I would agree. Not if they put it on sale so often. Like, I think right now it's listed for 40 Yeah, you can find it on sale fairly often for 10 bucks. I think I bought it for like seven ninety nine. I would definitely buy it for 15 or under. Yeah, I agree with that. Cool. Crusader Kings 2, go buy it. Don't buy all the DLC until you play it. <laughs> well, unless you get a good deal. I mean, shit. It's like you could buy the entire pack. For yeah, I think if it goes on sale bucks. again for like... Yeah, I think it's generally like 50 bucks for the whole pack. Like, when it goes on sale. But I think even less. Like, if I could get it for less than 30 I'd probably buy it all. For the original plus all the DLC or just the DLC? Just the point? DLC. Yeah. I'd probably do that, too. That's a good deal. Because that would be awesome. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, all that extra stuff that it adds, I hope it's cool. Watch. It's, like, worthless. <laughs> all just, like, the virtual equivalent of, like, paperweights. Yeah. Anyway, if you've played, uh, hit us up and let us know something that uh, maybe you've learned or something that yeah. you've experienced about it that uh, is cooler than our little... Also, hit us up. You can play with us. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? We're gonna get into it. Yeah, so um, you can uh, tweet us. Um, I'm at Red is awesome. R A T T is awesome. And I'm at Ted Jetplane. T E H Jetplane. Yep. And uh, you can email us uh, right now until we get our other email and everything set up for the show. It's uh, awesome at airpodcast.com. You can like us at, at facebook.com/slash/airpodcast. And uh, you can also call us at six five seven triple eight three eight three five and leave us a voicemail. Um, yeah, I think that I think that does it. That wraps this week up. All right, until next week. It's been Andy Brothers.